Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. So what if making the impossible possible was just the new normal? Well, that's what we're going to get into here with four incredible success stories that I want to share with you that hopefully will keep you motivated if you're looking for solutions. Uh, And I want to share with you my personal viewpoint on lessons that I'm getting from these particular uh, success stories. So what I'm going to start with is uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. What happened with him was that he... Uh, was on a, in a bike ride and he got slammed by, I don't know if it was a trailer or a car, but basically his spine broke in multiple places. And uh, when he was at the hospital, they said, you know, the prognosis is really bad. You're not probably not going to walk again. And what we recommend is the Harrington rod surgery, which is basically these two rods that go along your spine. And then there are uh, screws that attach there. And that was the best way that they knew on how to keep the spine intact as it tried to heal itself. And uh, Joe Dispenza said, well, you know, maybe if it was somebody else, I would recommend that surgery, but this is my body. And so, you know, I have to do something different. So he was obviously laying in bed for a long time and he was like, what do I know? And he said, you know, that which made the body heals the body. And so he started focusing on his spine and he started to retrace his spine. When he said for the first six weeks, it was really difficult because it was like putting his attention somewhere and then your attention just pops out and it's really hard to keep your attention. But after several weeks of doing this, he said it was almost like hitting the uh, tennis ball in a sweet spot, you know? It was like everything clicked and suddenly he could go through and trace his spine perfectly and he would do that for multiple hours a day. So after 10 weeks, 10 weeks after the accident, he started walking again. And 12 weeks after the accident, he started training again, again, which is absolutely unheard of and incredible. But I think this is a testament to a few different things. This is what I'm getting from this particular success story. Is that one, you know, we have such potential as, as beings. And uh, if you really understand this, you, you can control the body and you can give it commands and you can make it work again. And he has some additional knowledge in terms of the spine. He knows exactly what he's focused on to create the ideal spine. Uh, But he has a specific belief in his own ability to heal his body. Like he is creating and controlling his body, which is incredible. And it's a very different viewpoint. It's almost like flipped when we go sometimes to any practitioner to help us with our our health. Sometimes we go there and we're just kind of like fixing, you know? Um, but in the end, in the very end, it's, we're responsible for our own health and our own future. So yes, we do go to these practitioners to help us with our health. Uh, but we also have to do what we can do our part to really make this go right. And in addition to that, one of the things he did, of course, was look at the outcome of man, if I'm going to get this surgery, what's my future going to look like? I can't accept that future. I have to do something different. And then he did, but it was like a solid, very clear belief that he had and trust in himself in order to heal himself, right? And I thought that was such an incredible, fantastic story that we could all learn from. So that's story number one. Story number two comes from a guy in Australia who uh, used to play rugby. He used to play rugby professionally. And also like Joe, Uh, He was on a in a car ride uh, bicycle ride and then he also got hit and they it broke it shattered his lower spine And he basically was in a wheelchair and so they said you're not gonna be able to walk again It's the same thing. You have a really bad prognosis and he was a very go-getter guy a very athletic active guy a a go-getter type of man, you know, so he was used to being very active high goals high productivity, etc. So he didn't want to accept 
that this was going to be his future. And he was like, I'm gonna walk again. And he had that idea. Uh, so he tried to do, you know, overcome and do a bunch of exercise, do as much as he could to rehabilitate his spine, but he was unsuccessful for several years. So now imagine in the moment of a confusion, uh, like in the moment when you are in that accident, if you're him or you're Joe, right? And you're in the hospital and then you're having to look up at these, you know, experts in the field of spines and, you know, surgery and medicine. And they are asserting to you, you will never walk again. If you're severely confused, I think, you know, if I'm in that position, if I don't have any certainty or willingness to look for anything else, even if I didn't want to, I could like part of my mind could agree with it. And that agreement and being like, wow, maybe that they're right because they're the experts is the thing that's going to make everything kind of go worse or solidify that kind of a future. So it's a very delicate space, you know, the point of confusion and suffering to go with someone who's going to say, there's nothing you can do about it. Your future is going to be worse than it is now. And I've seen definitely, these aren't the two instances, but I've seen with other people where uh, they have done things to reverse a, a really bad prognosis that was given to them by a doctor. And it is, it's up to us to really say what it is going to be for our lives. So back to the story. Uh, with this guy, this rugby player. So he was in a wheelchair for four, four years in, you know, he was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to be in a wheelchair and I'll just make the most of it. So he'd wake up early, do triathlons. Like he couldn't use a lower part of his body and he would just like crawl on the sand and swim and do all this. It's incredible. Just his tenacity for life, you know, and, and, and the way that he lived life. It was really incredible. So then 25 years after his accident, somebody comes into his life a trainer and says, Hey, I think you can walk again. And he looks at him and he says, why well, trust you? Let's do this. And so together they started rehabilitating him and, you know, basically saying, okay, now you're going to do this and training his, his muscles to, that were completely atrophied at the time, uh, and trained him and he started walking again, 25 years after he had been paralyzed and told he would never walk again after doing everything that he could on his own. It took somebody else to say, there's hope, there is something you can do, and I believe you can do it. So having somebody else say that, and then you agreeing to it, that's a very powerful combination. And I think that's something that's very interesting because sometimes you can, a person can feel very alone in the health issues that they're, they're dealing with. You know, it's like you, you have this thing and you feel like maybe somebody doesn't understand your exact experience in that moment. And you don't even know like what the way out is or how far the path will be or what the possible solutions are. So, but if you can find people in your life that believe that, you know, healing is possible and change is possible in it. But I'm not just talking about this sort of like, I believe that it is as a theory, but there's no follow up with action. What I mean is really like, if you really believe it shows in your actions, right? It's what you do is what you believe in actually. So with this trainer, he believes it, but he followed it up with hardcore training, right? With this guy. So he's like, we're not just going to like say that we are without doing anything about it. So in both of these cases, Joe and then this rugby player, they were doing something actively to change their circumstances. And that's the follow through that's needed after the decision is made to do something about it and to really heal. I just think those stories are fantastic. I want to share this with you. The next two stories have to do with multiple sclerosis, MS. So the first story is Dr. Terry Walsh. 
and uh, she is basically was diagnosed with MS in the year 2000 and for those of you who don't know what MS is it's basically uh, like where you, you have this myelin sheath this little thing that's wrapped around all your nerves and that's what helps conduct uh, electricity or the, the nerve to shoot properly so there's a in an MS that myelin sheath that stuff that wraps around the nerves it starts to degrade and so that you have a lot of pain degradation of movement and it's just a very um, bad prognosis on the long term for MS because there's no cure in allopathic or Western medicine. So she actually, when she got diagnosed with MS, she went to all the best doctors, the uh, best you know, clinic, hospital, etc. She got the best treatments, the best medications, and yet she was still deteriorating. And she was like, I can't just do this. This is not okay. So she took it on into her own hands and she also started applying and researching basically what are the different nutrients, how do my cells work, what am I going to do to change my brain function, you know, what do I need to do basically to do this for myself because I cannot accept this kind of a future where I'm just in pain, I'm degrading, I'm in just this like comfortable chair that's not allowing me to sit upright, Uh, I'm taking all these medications, it was just a bad situation. So she started researching, she figured out all the nutrients that her body needed, she got to really understand the cell function, uh, and she understood a lot of things about how the body works, so she's like, okay, so we need these nutrients and those nutrients. Then after a while, she was like, why should just be getting these from food? By the time she was doing all of this research and applying it into her own life, seven to eight years had passed, I think it was like 2007, between 2007 and 2008, when she started to actually apply all these things that she had researched. What's incredible is she says that in some of the things that she was looking for in terms of nutrients and food, she wasn't able to find it in books. She's like the internet. It's such a useful tool. Yeah, that's one thing I would say. I would say there's absolutely so much incredible information on the internet. But just as there are is valuable information, there's a lot of really bad information. So the one thing that we do need in, is to be able to discern what's the good information or what's the stuff that you can really apply that will make a positive difference and what of it is just non-applicable stuff so that's something you know you have to learn how to just keep reading and and applying learning and applying so this is something that she did directly and so she started to notice changes in her health uh, and she started to see a big difference so by this time like I said seven to eight years had passed and uh, she started uh, she said after about three months or so of applying this kind of a you know, regimen of she was eating organ meats and she was eating a lot of green leafy vegetables and certain nutrients in her diet that she was getting as much of it from food as possible. Uh, she actually was able to make her rounds in the clinic or, you know, go to a certain area with just one cane. And then one month after that, she was able to go circulate, I don't know if it was a hospital or a clinic, the whole way through without a cane. Then a short time after that, she was able to do her first bike ride just in a short distance. And then after that, longer distances until she started horseback riding again. And she's giving a, a, she gives a presentation on, on TED, and TED conferences. And so uh, she was basically just talking like a normal person. You know, she completely reverted all of these issues. Whereas that, that before that, like she was literally in this, you know, uh, what do you call it? It's a... Um, the zero gravity chair is where you're just like this. You're just kind of like upright, you know, kind of floating a little bit because you're in so much pain. So this is what she was um, experiencing. Like she was in this chair, she couldn't sit upright, she was taking all these medications and she's like, no, I'm gonna do something about it. And the biggest piece for her was knowledge. She was 
like I'm gonna do something about it and she started researching she started learning and then she started applying 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 diligently applying she's like okay this is making a difference let's reinforce that you know so now she has her own protocol which is called the Walsh protocol and all, all of these success stories I will uh, in the description I'll share the link so you can check them out uh, specifically from their own mouth um, but they're incredible stories right so that's one about MS and the fourth story which I'll have this next couple in a future episode telling, that, telling their experience from their own viewpoint. I'll share the success story with you. Um, basically, it's a couple where the, the woman was diagnosed with MS as well. It was one day suddenly, like she couldn't see out of one eye and she, you know, one of her feet didn't work. It was like, it just started going numb or something. So they went to the doctor and she got diagnosed with MS. And then one day I remember getting a call from the husband and he was like, you know, kind of frantic. He was afraid because of the diagnostic and the prognosis that they had gotten about MS. And it was basically like, you know, they basically said there's no cure. So they're going to give her a bunch of medications, anti-inflammatory, hormonal medications, antidepressants, and then she's going to have to get a comfortable chair and then it just deteriorates. And so he was just like, you know, somebody told me that to call you because maybe you might know something else. And I said, absolutely. There's definitely hope. You need to call this doctor in San Antonio. He does great work. And you also need to watch Dr. Terry Walsh just so you can see that there, that it is possible. So I sent those things to him so he could actually start to learn a little bit because this couple uh, had no previous uh, practice or knowledge of natural medicine. In fact, they didn't really emphasize much, you know, health in their lives because they, they didn't have any health issues. So they just, you know, ate kind of like the way a regular American, uh, Mexican-American eats. And... Uh, they didn't really lend too much attention to this whole idea of nutrition or how to keep themselves well. Like most of us, you know, if you don't have a health scare, you're just like, everything's fine, I'm sure. But then the moment something happens and you're just like, whoa, what, what do I need to do? And so it was the same thing with him. He came from completely Western medicine. Like he just, that's what he believed in. That's all he knew. And so, but the only thing that happened, the main piece with him, which I found so fantastic is that he was not willing to accept that future for his wife. And he would do whatever it took to find a solution. So he called me, I told him to go to the guy in San Antonio and before he made an appointment with the guy in San Antonio, but before he got there, he also made an appointment with somebody in El Paso, which is about nine or 10 hours from where he lived. So he took off time from work with his wife and they drove all the way to El Paso. They waited in the waiting area for this specialist who was supposed to be the best of the best. They waited in the waiting area all day. By the time the late afternoon hit, doctor came out, looked at the, looked at the chart and said, oh no, I don't treat these kinds of cases. And he was like, what? We have driven, excuse me, we've driven all the way over here to talk to you so you can, you know, just take, take a look at the case. Can you please just take a look at the case? And he's like, no, 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 I don't treat these kinds of, these kinds of uh, cases. And he, they were both so frustrated. They took time off of work. They drove 10 hours. They'd been waiting in the waiting area. And this was the sort of, you know, response that they were getting. So he, they were very frustrated. Well, they went to San Antonio to this other doctor I recommended to them. And so the doctor basically said, look, you're, you'll keep taking the medication they've given you. We'll just, we're just gonna nourish the body. That's all we're going to do through nutrition and supplements. We're just gonna nourish the body. What typically happens is that people uh, say, oh, we've made a mistake with your diagnosis and then they just revert the diagnosis. And so that's effectively what happened after some period of time. They, you know, After a short period of time of her applying the nutritional uh, guidelines that he was saying, then um, they started, she started getting her vision back and she started noticing like her leg was working better. It was, so she, she definitely had positive improvements. And after a certain amount of time, they were like, oh, they, they got an analysis back from the previous doctor. And they're like, well, we are not sure if you really have MS. This might be inconclusive. We're not really sure anymore. 
It was just like the doctor in San Antonio said. It was just like, this is usually what happens. So it's incredible because now she's thriving. You know, she is about to have a little kid and uh, that couple is thriving. And they went from a total not knowing anything about natural medicine. And the one thing that they had going for them at the very beginning that really made a huge difference was that the husband, and I'm sure the wife too, I was just in contact with the husband. The husband was just not willing to accept that future for his wife. And from that, he disagreed with that. He's like, look, I remember talking to him and he's like, look, if that's the, the only thing that's available, then I'm, I don't have anything to lose because I can go and find something. And if it doesn't work, then I'm still stuck with this, this you know, kind of end point of what they're telling me that's going to happen. So I really have nothing to lose. Uh, so he, that was the way he was like, I know that it's a huge unknown for me and I really have no idea what to expect in natural medicine at all but it really feels like I have nothing to lose because if all else fails, I will still be stuck with this prognosis in the end. So, you know, it's definitely worth a shot. And the last thing that I noticed with him was he was like, man, it's very difficult because my family, they're all Western medical minded, right? Medicine minded. So it's like, it's very difficult to have conversations with them because they just don't believe that things can heal. So they don't even realize, but some of the ways that they say things, it's just like completely closing the door on the possibility of healing. You know, it just doesn't exist in their world. And that's one of the things I would say is just like, you really have to be careful when you've made up your mind that you're going to heal something. You've got to connect yourself with other people who have a lot of experience and a lot of uh, success stories. So you can validate that path. You know, you're like, you know, okay, this person's done it. That person's done it. This is definitely possible. Let me keep researching. Let me keep learning. Let me get connected to practitioners who know how this can be done. Uh, but if you only share your idea with people who don't think it's possible, what do you think is going to happen? You know, it's basically going to get shot down immediately. It's going to be like, yeah, that does, that stuff doesn't work. That's not true. You know, that invalidation, if you let it come in, you might even drop your willingness to continue looking. So just take care of your, you know, your deep down, you know, uh, belief in, in, in actually healing yourself or helping somebody else heal. You know, and that conviction is going to drive you to find solutions. I'm not talking about just like have faith and don't, you know, you just have to have faith. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if you have the sense of like, you know, there's got to be a better solution. Then the next thing is the action. You really have to follow it up with action. You got to find practitioners who have the experience. You got to be willing to do the work to actually heal things because it is a process. And so you've got to be able to learn, be willing to educate yourself on how the body works and how whatever it is that you're dealing with, uh, how that all works so that you can actually effectively change that state or that situation. So those are the things I want to share. I hope that this is super helpful for you. Uh, you know, I just want you to keep that motivation and that, you know, just like I said, that thing that you, you know that there's a better way and you just got to keep looking. And part of it in terms of keeping, uh, you know, trying to keep looking for something in our website functionalco.com, you'll find a find a practitioner tab. And those are practitioners that I've at least verified. And I know that they're doing fantastic work in helping people solve their, their health issues. We've got dentists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, nutritionists, uh, that list will continue to grow. But this, this, that list, uh, some of those people do long distance, uh, treatment. Some people might be right in your area. So it's just an additional resource that you can use in case you're, uh, looking for somebody to help you on your way back to health. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you on the flip side.